Black True Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by black offenders. It is a podcast that anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone. So listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black True Crime. Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. I'm Kayla. And I'm Kristen. And this is Black True Crime. If this is your first time here at the show, friend, welcome. Hello. I'm back to give me a high side. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Today, we are covering a case that happened on Thanksgiving about, what, 13 years ago. Oh, speaking of, happy Turkey Day, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving. We hope you have fun with your families. Mm -hmm. Do we condone what happened on this day and why this holiday was created no we don't but you know we've repurposed the meaning of it and it's about joy and being thankful for what you got and some good eating y'all some real good eating so like i said today's case is basically based on something that happened on thanksgiving it's really sad and there's a couple layers to it we're gonna be pulling back some things like an onion Mm. so are you ready sister yes i'm ready let's get started let's get into it Today's case started out as a heartbreaking double murder that happened on Thanksgiving Day in 2010. But as I delved further into the research, I learned that there were multiple murders involved in this case, with some receiving closure and some still remaining unsolved. Oh no. So join us as we discuss the Thanksgiving Day murders of Angela Brooks and Nancy Cushman. All right. Two young girls. Yeah, they're super stinking young, super stinking cute. Thank God they're not like children. Because I don't think I could take any more of that. Also, I'm about to literally do an interview with a young girl's. I think I talked about this on the show before. Yeah, her sister, her five-year-old. Mm-hmm. That was... It's too much. It's too much. I'm not going to yeah. give it away. I probably put that episode out this week, but Ooh. we'll see. Jesus. Real heavy shit. All righty. So, 19-year-old Angela Brooks and 17-year-old Nancy Cushman were out together in Augusta, Georgia on the night before Thanksgiving. In 2010, when at 2 a.m. on Thanksgiving morning, a passerby found both of them in a wooded area of Laney Walker Boulevard and Twig Street near the train tracks, and they were dead. No. The two young women were side by side on the ground and had been shot execution style in the back of the heads and left where their bodies were found. Wow. Mm hmm. It was reported that both of them were last seen a little after midnight on Telfair Street with a man that was unidentified at the time. Okay. According to a friend of theirs named Sean Johnson, you could see through the front of Nancy's Escalade. You could see the third person in the car. He was sitting behind Nancy. I don't know who he was, end quote. Mm. Nancy Mm. don't look grown enough to have no Escalade. Well, you know, some people are more blessed than others. She just looks like Maybe she has she... a really young face. Like she's in her teens. She is young. Remember, Nancy's a 17 year old. Period, Nancy. And maybe her family just, hey, blessed Got her. Got it like it. that. Exactly. So good for her. Mm-hmm. NBC News reported that investigators found the car, which was a 1999 Cadillac Escalade, about a mile and a half away from the crime scene, and it was abandoned. From very early in the investigation, they thought that more than one person had to be involved in the murders and that suspicion would be validated when they managed to get their hands on some video footage 
And this video footage showed two men getting out of the backseat of Nancy's vehicle at the Smart Grocery Store on Wrightsboro Road at around 12.20 a.m. on Thanksgiving morning. Mm-mm, Nancy. Mm-hmm. And Angela was with her. Right. But they weren't able to determine who was driving or if the victims were even in the car or not. Okay. Right. So all we know at this point is that at 12.20, Nancy's car is seen on the video surveillance footage at that grocery store. And two men are getting out of that car. Which is like, okay, we don't know if Nancy and Angela are here. Correct. Or maybe they've already been gone. We don't know who's driving. Mm-hmm. Gone. Exactly. And that kind of like messes up the window of when they might have died. I mean, I'm sure the coroner could have figured it out. But just on the side of what we know, yeah. this is what we can work with. Yeah. But multiple witnesses had placed 26-year-old Travis Lorenzo Barian. All of that? Yeah, he was a lot. So this is Travis Lorenzo. Ooh, Travis. Mm-hmm. Travis Lorenzo Barian. He was with the girl shortly before they were last seen. So police needed to speak with him as soon as possible. And it wasn't like, oh, you're a suspect. It was like, you are a person of interest. Oh, huh? Like, you're not a suspect. You're a but person like you're of a interest person... in, in the sense of, like, you know what may have been going right, on. Right, because you are the last to see the girl. Correct. That we know of. Correct. And the very same day that the victims were found, Thanksgiving Day, to be mm-hmm. exact, police announced that they were looking to speak with Travis. Hold on. Let's pause everything, bitch. Rest in peace to, to Angela and Nancy. A hundred percent. Because that is horrifying, terrifying. And then to speak on it, it was about a month before Nancy turned 18. Like, almost a month to the day. She died on the 25th. Her birthday was December 27th. That really sucks. Super sad. And then on a holiday, nonetheless, you know how that just smacks your family right in the throat. Because they're probably, like, all getting together, you know, ready to celebrate. They could probably be up cooking. Already. Soaking greens at at midnight. Drinking. And then you have to come and find out that one of your family members is gone forever. And a young family member at that. Yeah. The holiday will definitely never be the same. So they were looking to speak with Travis, but Travis was real elusive. He wasn't turning himself in Mm. and he didn't come forward to speak with police at all. And like they kept making it clear that he wasn't a suspect, but he still wasn't trying to come in. I mean, I get it. Like Travis looks like a dude based off of the the neck tat. And he don't really trust cops like the faded neck tat. Yeah. The horrible look like I I got it in prison neck tat. Yep. Right. He doesn't look like he's very trustful of cops mm-hmm. and this is like the probably the best he ever looked in his life in this picture like i'm gonna show you well, walked into that didn't i <laughs> <laughs> you asked for it doggone it i wasn't gonna say anything <laughs> i really wasn't <laughs> well anyway mm. we're gonna see what he looked like down the line he was hurting mm. and almost not looking like the same person he but we'll guilty. get to it we'll get to it so, yeah, they kept saying, you're not a suspect, which probably made him feel like he was a, a suspect because they were like pushing it so hard. Yeah. It was like, so. why do you keep telling me? Like, right. damn. Yeah. And we're going to get to why he probably also didn't turn himself in. OK. They released the video footage very early in the investigation. Um, by November 29th, it was out. So four days after the murders. The footage was out already? Yes. Showing Travis and somebody else come out or just two men at this point? Just two men at this point. Okay. Mm-hmm. They haven't identified anybody. Correct. Richmond County Sheriff's Department Captain Scott Peebles. Mm. That was a mouthful. Hey, Peebles. Was talking about it to the media and in a press conference. And that's when they announced that Travis was now a suspect instead of just a person of interest. Uh-oh. Because it's like, 
Why are you playing? Like, we just want to talk to you. And now you've been elusive. It's not looking good. Oh, so now you're a suspect, period. Get your ass in here. You don't have a choice. And at that point, they had no idea who else could have been involved. They, The only place that they had to start was Travis. Okay. And to add to suspicions, according to sources close to the victims, not only were Angela and Travis distant cousins, our girl Ange, mm-hmm. but Nancy and Travis were allegedly involved in an on and off again relationship. Well, Nancy does look like she likes them a little rough. She does seem like she's a little rougher around the edges. Mm -hmm. She doesn't seem like a a soft girl. But Mm -hmm. who gives a shit what she looks like? You know, she didn't deserve to be executed. But I'm just saying like, I know, you know, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you like what you like. The rough street. We all I feel like we all went through a thug phase. Almost everyone. And if you didn't, you're missing out. Kristen, <laughs> your playing. time has passed. Don't visit. I was not like, you can't go back. It's too late. We don't suggest it. If you're above seventeen, it's too late. Hundred <laughs> percent. But I don't know how long this on and off again relationship was going on. Mm. And Travis wasn't the best guy for a seventeen-year-old to be fucking dealing with. Mind you, he's twenty-six years old. Uh, Did you forget? Yeah, forgot. Seems like it. Nancy. I know. But he also had a rap sheet longer than a 40-inch middle part bust down. Okay. (laughs) Okay. He did. Tell me about it. So, (laughs) his criminal history dated back to the early 2000s and included arrests for burglary, disorderly conduct, possession of marijuana. And in 2003, he was accused of firing a rifle at a vehicle and an apartment. And when his home was searched, police found a collection of firearms Girl. with one of them being stolen. Nancy, at this point, you're like seven. <laughs> and he's cutting up. She's like maybe eight. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, crazy. And had been charged in 2004 for aggravated assault and possession of a firearm during the commission of a crime. In 2008, two years before the murders, he was sentenced to five years in prison and six years probation on a laundry list of charges, including... Aggravated assault, second degree criminal damage to property, and criminal use of an article with an altered identification mark. So he was out here. Mm -hmm. He was out here. He was clearly hiding. Yeah. Very confident in his criminal behavior. Yeah, like made a rap sheet up, made a career of it, or was about to. Exactly. So imagine he's had his run-ins with the police. He knows the game. He knows they're going to lie to him to try to get him into custody. So he's not showing up, Mm -hmm. Mm y'all. Not doing it. He was also ordered to undergo random drug testing and to get his GED. Okay. But because the justice system is an absolute farce, he ended up only serving a year of his sentence and was back on the streets. And that's when he met our girl, Nancy. Mm, don't own it. You have to like literally grapple between like, well, this person needs a second chance. And like, yeah. how do you know? Right. You know, do I put a 26 year old in prison for five to eight years? Right. Make him serve the whole thing, or does he get out a little early? Mm-hmm. What do you do? And I don't even know why he got out early. I, th- I was thinking maybe because it was, like, overcrowding. Or good behavior. Kristen, he was sentenced to five years in prison and six-year probation. What were you doing? Sucking off the ripe folk? Ooh. I don't know. I don't know what he could have done, to be honest. I think it was just, like I said, the justicism is a complete another farce joke. <laughs> I was like, what does that even mean? Look it up. But it it works in that situation. Okay. 
At the press conference held on Monday, the 29th, Captain Peebles said that, quote, they had had some significant issues leading up to Thanksgiving morning that I cannot get into. We have speculation right now and we have ideas on motives. We have many theories floating at this point, end quote. And he's talking about Travis and Nancy had some issues going on. Right. Issues with a child, Travis, you had. Like, but Angela's dead too. So right. what is his it really, distant cousin. his distant cousin? So what is it really giving? Um, police, if you gonna come out and say some shit, don't be ambiguous. Very vague. I'm sick of it. Very vague. They and they were like, oh, we don't want to share too much because it may, you know, mess up the integrity of the investigation. But it's like if you want the public's help, you have to give them something to work with. Don't say we have a lot of things we're working with. We just don't want you to know because a lot of people are gonna be like, well, if you got so much to work with, you don't need what you I don't got. Need me. Exactly. You don't need me. Exactly. Like I really wish there was like like a, some type of local broadcasting mm-hmm. where it's like only the people in that neighborhood. Like yeah. they can give them certain things that maybe they don't have to tell everybody and their mama, mm-hmm. but obviously we don't roll like that yet. Yeah. However, they did share that they suspected at least two men to be responsible and that the girls are more than likely lured into the woods by the men. Mm. suggesting that their bodies were dispo- weren't disposed of there, but that the girls actually were shot and died out there. Wow. Which is so sad. So oh, sad. Because no. I know November, Georgia, it's probably cold. As heck. You know what I'm saying? They're in the middle of the freaking woods. Even getting out of the car at between 12 and 2 a.m. is not something I would be doing. Absolutely not. So I feel like they had to do that against their will. Yeah. Captain Peebles then said, quote, it is believed the suspects then drove the victim's vehicle from the scene to the location on Second Street where it was abandoned. Mm. So, and we talked about the vehicle being found. Hey, Nancy. So that's Nancy's vehicle. Nancy had it going on. It's what, yellow and brown? It's given. It Rims is, given. is on fleek. Would I drive it today? Yes, I would. I would. I, I ain't would. mad at it. No, I'm not too good. <laughs> Y'all. Did you know that traditional bed sheets can hold as much bacteria as a toilet seat? It can lead to acne, allergies, stuffy noses, which is literally what I have right now, which is not because of my sheets, and I'm going to tell you why in a second, but it's just gross. And it's not affecting me in that way because I have Miracle Made sheets. Yes, we've talked about it on the show before. They're amazing. Miracle Made offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding such as sheets, pillowcases, comforters everything you need even towels that prevent 99 percent of bacteria and require three times less laundry so you're saving what water you're saving electric you're saving money with these sheets so i don't think i have to say much more they're amazing and it's the gift giving season so it's the perfect time to go ahead and get these sheets for yourself for your friend for your man whatever and if you guys want to save a little extra money, go to trymiracle.com slash crime. That's trymiracle.com slash crime because they have a special deal for our listeners. You guys get to save over 40%. And if you use our promo code crime at checkout, you'll get three free towels and then save an extra 20%. I don't know what we did for them to love us so much and to love you guys so much to bless you with this, but you got to get on it. I hope somebody gets me a new pair for Christmas. Wink, wink. Again, that's trymiracle.com miracle.com slash black you crime and use our promo code black you crime to save i mean so much dog on money get free stuff it's just too much all right now back to the episode with the video footage available to the public now it only took a couple of hours for police to identify who the two men were that got out of the car in the video so okay. we know who was in the courtroom then this is or 
her or whoever. Right. We don't know if Nancy were in the car at that time. Correct. But this is the only type of snitching I rock with. When it helps an investigation mm-hmm. get closed. Now, I don't know how they identified who was in the car, but I know that they did. Okay. Right. I don't know if they turned themselves in. Somebody was like, is them fools? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Either way. But either way, they were brought in for questioning. And for some reason, after speaking with them, they felt, they, meaning the police, felt that they were not involved in the murders and were free to go. And they don't tell us why they felt that way. No, Maybe Kristen. they had strong alibis. That's what I was thinking. I don't know what the police were thinking to clear them so quickly. It had to be like something undeniable. Yeah. And then to add on top of that, the police never like released the names of the people that they pulled in there. Which makes sense. I can understand why protecting someone or right. just not putting them out there if they didn't have anything anything to do with it but you were so quick to put travis's name out there Very and you quick. didn't know if he had something to do with it you just knew he was one of the last people to possibly see exactly. her exactly and i'm like well sean the friend was one of the last people to see them and technically his name is out there too but it was strange that they didn't release their names okay because if you cleared them what could hurt and they put out that surveillance footage to the public mm. so it's like if anyone identified them in that footage i feel like the least they could do is say, hey, it wasn't these guys. Right. Like they are free. They are no you know, longer suspects. Both they could have publicly said something and they never said anything. So well, maybe they were underage and you're technically not allowed to do that. That that could be the case, too. Nice work, sister. Mm. So investigators focused on getting Travis to come in and talk with them. Eventually, they were able to track him down and bring him in for an interview. And they released him very shortly after. For the F what? Well, Police never held a press conference giving the public an update about what happened with the interview with the two men or Travis. So as far as the public knows, the police are either not doing anything or Travis has nothing to do with it. Which is the annoying part because it's like you wanted our help. Mm-hmm. You wanted us to help you bring him in and now you don't even tell us like what came of it. Exactly. Okay, bet. So and you're I'm- using me. <laughs> you don't give a damn about me. Listen, no, they don't. They don't give a damn. Hey, Dustin, if you see us. Listen please y'all Kristen met a cop while she was getting pulled over for texting and driving <laughs> and apparently he was really nice he actually was we cut up it was actually a good time <laughs> he gave her a warning period she was buying glasses thank you she Justin. told him her whole life i did and he was interested in the show and he has a podcast forget what it is damn like i'm like if you remember what it is you could have contacted him that's why that i said way. i wrote it on the card where's the card nowhere to be found probably at work well you can check tomorrow yeah okay So since the police didn't address it really publicly, I think the public were running with their own thoughts. Like they probably continued to feel like Travis has something to do with it, Mm -hmm. especially people that actually knew this sucker. We're going to talk about it. Uh Oh, so who were the girls before we get there? Unfortunately, and unsurprisingly, the police, the media, and therefore the public lost interest in the girl's case pretty quickly after the initial press conference in 2010. Yeah. Not much info was released about their lives, their relationship with each other, nothing. Wow. And it really sucks. I couldn't even find like a obituary for them online. Just like that. Two girls gone. gone. And, you know, basically forgotten yeah. other than by their family members and people that knew and loved them. Yeah. Well, they're not going to be forgotten anymore because now they're on this show. Period. Shout out and RIP to Nancy Cushman and Angela Brooks. 
And I'm going to talk about where you can watch a documentary about their case okay. that was recently released. So okay. we'll get to that. Oh, my God. We didn't even shout out yours. We'll get to that, too. Oh my we can do it at the end. <laughs> so as we know on this show, the victims are so much more than their last terrible moments of their lives. And people should have the opportunity to get to know them as more than just someone's murder victim. A foul wow. So this is what I was able to find about our girl, Angela, and our girl, Nancy. Angela Misha Brooks was born on June 22nd, 1991. Fellow cancer girl, what's going on? She was raised by her mother in Warrenville, South Carolina, and had two siblings, Darylin and Stephen. Mm -hmm. She was described by her family as a very loving and funny person. She was quick to lighten the mood with a joke and deeply loved her family, specifically her nieces and nephews. Okay. Mm -hmm. According to her family, she was, quote, a grandchild, niece, cousin, friend, and a child of God, end quote. Period. All of the above. And an auntie. Oh, yeah. And an auntie. And then when it comes to our girl Nancy, Nancy Lubell Cushman was born on December 27th, 1992 in the Beach Island area of South Carolina. Okay. She had three sisters and one brother and a plethora of aunts, uncles, cousins, and other relatives that she was really close to. I'm here for this big family type of girl. I like, love that. Wish I, I had it. I literally wrote she has like this like family over everything type of relationship with her extended family. And I love that for her. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. And it's kind of rare. <laughs> we know. Mm-hmm. Although Nancy was pretty young, she was 17, like I already mentioned, mm-hmm. and she was a month shy of her 18th birthday. She was a mother and had given birth to a daughter named Faye. Period, Nancy. Who she was completely obsessed with and was only one years old at the time of her mother's death. Oh, no. Heartbreaking. Oh, Faye is such a cute name. I know. I know. In 2010, she moved to the town of Warrenville, and that's where she met Angela. And the two girls became pretty close friends. Okay. Pretty quickly. Okay. So rest in peace to Angela and and Nancy. Nancy. We've said it more times than we probably do in other episodes, but... I feel like I need to. Yeah, I mean, they deserve it. Everybody deserves deserves it. it. But you know what I mean. But for some reason, it's rolling off the tongue. Yeah, and it's hitting a little bit different because they were so young. It was a holiday. I just feel like I'm hurting for their family extra because it's a holiday aspect of it. And every holiday they have to remember when you're supposed to be celebrating. Yep. Thanksgiving is not what it was. Yeah, exactly. For Nancy and Ange being gone. Right. So Travis is bitch ass. Mm. Back to him. So you would think that being tied so closely to the murder of two young innocent women will make someone straighten their life out mm. and play it as cute as possible, right? Mm-mm. Wrong. At least when it comes to Travis. Because in 2012, he found himself in legal trouble again and was charged with hindering the apprehension of a felon. So him and two other pieces of shit had allegedly helped hide two men that had shot and killed a man named Charles Jones III in Augusta, Georgia. Wee. So you're helping people get away with murder. Like, like Travis, keep your damn nose clean. He doesn't want to keep his nose clean, Kristen. Why would he? Mm. This is who he is. He is a criminal. Grow up, Travis. Grow up. But once again, he didn't get in any real trouble for what he did and continued to be a blood-sucking parasite. Good Lord. Yes. That sucks, bro. Like, you want to stay in your community, like, you know, give us some leniency. No, because if you do, 
they ain't gonna change no certain people are not going to change certain people are just the way that they are yeah and a lot of people don't want to take responsibility for the things that they do or it's always blaming someone and i feel like he's that type of guy to be like woe is me i'm arrested because they don't want me to win right you know what i'm saying but i keep doing the dumb stuff exactly and like i said once again he got away and do you think this will be the last murder travis will be tied to kayla please it's not the last one there's one more on june 30th 2013 in statesboro georgia which is about 80 miles southeast of augusta Mm -hmm. a 51 year old pastor named michael anthony riley was shot and killed inside his statesboro home oh no Mm -hmm. it initially looked like michael was the victim of a random home invasion attack but details would later be revealed that michael's wife antoinette and that's the chick Kristen seen and wanted to throw up about a couple seconds ago that's antoinette his stepdaughter katrina ledford and her boyfriend terrell moman really planned the murder uh-uh. this is terrell terrell mm-hmm. and terrell was planning the murder from jail yes jail well prison because he was incarcerated and already serving a life sentence okay well, who who will be aiding and abetting these dudes uh, They're in prison. This raggedy beach. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Now, the guy in the picture next to her should look familiar to you because he is someone that is close to Terrell and helped Terrell actually um, execute the plan. Kayla, is that Travis? It's Travis, bitch. Oh, wow. It is Travis. Travis, come on, man. Mm-hmm. So yeah. here's what went down. Apparently, the girlfriend would call her man, call his like cell phone that he had in prison. Obviously, not supposed to have it. Mm-hmm. She's calling him, telling like, "Hey, my mom wants to find a way out of her relationship. Like, what can we do?" Terrell's like, "I got it. Don't even worry about it. I'm gonna call my man's. I'm gonna call my man's, and we're gonna get this done." And that's basically what happened. So instead of just getting a normal divorce, like <laughs> like a normal person, as you do, she probably wanted money, whatever her motives were whatever wow i read that the that the wife was like oh i thought he was just gonna get beat up i didn't think he was gonna get murdered you a lie why would you even do that right just divorce him like a normal person like we said there's options and you chose the physical route regardless right i mean look at who you raised you raised a woman that ends up in a relationship with a man that's in life in prison prison for life yeah who knows what he did didn't even bother to look it up probably murder probably and you think that he's just going to have somebody pull up to your house and beat your husband up? Girl, be for real. Let's all be for real. So from prison, Terrell was like, okay, let's get this done. So he calls Travis Lorenzo Barium, mm-hmm. and he goes up to the house. He runs in the house, home invasion style, whatever, with another guy and shoots Michael. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, he looked like Nunu. Who? Remember Nunu? Oh, a little short Nunu? Mm-hmm. He was not short. Nunu was short. Nunu was tall and skinny. Are you talking about Nook? Nook. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Laurel Nook. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're from Baltimore, do you still spell Lil? Like L-O-R, Lil. Lil, Please let us know. Please let us know. So in the weeks after Michael's death, rest in peace to Michael, Police learned of Travis's involvement and issued a warrant for his arrest. Mm. But he apparently never knew about it and just kept living his life and ended up leaving whatever city I said that they were in 
and went back to Augusta. Mm. Until Tuesday, July 23rd. Shout out to two days after my birthday. 2013, about three weeks after Michael's murder, Travis was called in to check in with his probation officer. Mm -hmm. And the now 29-year-old arrived around 4 p.m., not knowing the numerous police officers were waiting to take him into custody. What did you think? They had your number. Go about business like normal. You killed a man. You're literally on parole. Well, come on, bro. Mm. And when Travis realized he was cornered, he decided that he wasn't going down without a fight. Uh -uh. So using the gun he brought with him. He came up. Girl, bye. Which is fucking. He's a felon. I know. And he's walking in there like. Yeah, bitch. He really thinks he's hot shit. Kristen, he is invincible. Wow. Has to be some narcissism or just like, I don't give a fuck about my life. Yeah. Because a lot of hood niggas be like that. I know. Mm-hmm. Real wild. Mm-hmm. And they be like, <laughs> I really went up in my probation office with like a gun on me and strapping me. They didn't even know. Cracking I had a stick up. on me. Uh, on some dumb shit. And then they gonna put it as a track and I'm about to say, definitely rap about it. Mm-hmm. Say what day it happened and then they get arrested. <laughs> Ridiculous. So he had the gun. He pulled it out mm-hmm. and engaged in an immediate tussle with his female probation officer, Latasha Warren. Go ahead, Latasha. Shout out to Latasha. Girl. And during the fight, both Latasha and Travis were shot. Oh, Tasha. Mm-hmm. Latasha had been shot once in the abdomen and was eventually stabilized at the hospital. Okay. Thank God. Okay. But by 4.53 p.m., Travis was pronounced dead at the hospital. Oh, Travis. Girl. So, he's out. Travis, was it worth it? I can't clearly ask you now, but I know damn well it wasn't. I can't can't tell you that it was because if you lose your life over some dumb shit. Over some dumb stuff. And I feel like he probably did what he did because he's like, listen, they're pulling me. I just committed a a full-blown murder. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then these people are pulling up with me. I'm not going down. Like, I'm not going back to jail. And that's, that's what they can I'm not going back to jail. That's exactly what he said. Because, and my thing is, like, I wonder if he just normally brings the gun with him. Like, anytime right. he goes to see his probation. Or did he know, like, there's a possibility I might not come out of here. And I'm not going back to jail. Good question. And I feel like if you're strapped, you're strapped. Like, sometimes you forget where you're at. And mm-hmm. that's what happens to people, like, when they go on planes mm-hmm. sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? Lil Wayne went to jail for like having a gun on a plane or some shit. I, I brought a knife in my pocket. Ended. Ended. After his death, investigators still felt that Travis was one of two men that ran up in Michael Riley's house, shooting and killing him. And he would have more than likely served, honestly, like life in prison. Well, there you go. But we'll never fucking know. But what we do know is 30 year old Terrence Ray Griswold was okay. also named as the other man involved in the murder. Period. He was a self-proclaimed music producer at the time. Mm -hmm. And he was actually acquitted for Michael's murder in a 2014 trial. Why? Because he claimed that he let, listen to this bitch. He claimed that he let Travis borrow his phone while he was committing the home invasion slash murder. And that's why it seemed like he was there when he wasn't. Are y'all joking me? That's how he got acquitted? And that was, I guess, the only real evidence that they had that that the Placed guy him was at there. The scene. Yeah. And now that Travis is dead, there's no way to verify this. It's giving passes. They're getting a lot of passes. I Y'all just should feel be like, very grateful. I just feel like there's some lazy investigating going on. Because there has to be another way that you could, you know, 
verify where he was maybe an alibi right maybe some footage that shows he was where he was or anything like that but if people aren't snitching and you don't have those things yeah you don't I have mean, much to work you with. really don't yeah it's the most wonderful time of the year <laughs> gift giving gift receiving my favorite thing to do and if you haven't started shopping, it's time to start. But there's no reason to panic or anything like that, like I be doing, because Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress-free. And what they did is they looked for like the best little trinkets, the best little gifts for your mom, your dad, your teenage child, even your in-laws. And they put it all in one place for you. Uncommon Goods has something for everyone. And when you shop at Uncommon Goods, you're supporting artists and small independent businesses, which is what we want. We're tired of these media corporate giants that be going against us. <laughs> so if you're looking for a high quality, unique, and then often handmade cute little things in the U.S. from art and jewelry to kitchen items, home things, things for your bar. There's just so many different things that you can try out. I highly suggest going to uncommon goods and if you want a little extra shink to drink a little extra discount go to uncommongoods.com slash black truth crime to get 15 percent off your first gift that's uncommongoods.com slash black truth crime for 15 percent off don't miss out on this limited time offer uncommon goods we're all out of the ordinary all righty now back to the episode how are you gonna let somebody borrow your phone though like yeah, who really weird. does that you borrow my whole phone, you go somewhere that I'm not, and that's yeah. my only phone. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to know when you're going to come back? Exactly. Do I have a burner? Like, right. And mm. I feel like just as easily, he could have left his own phone somewhere and just got a burner. You know, like, how hard is it, especially in 2010, Yeah. how hard is it to just finesse that way? Not hard at all. So, he may be telling the truth but we'll literally never know yeah Antoinette pleaded guilty to the murder and is serving life without parole per per bye Terrell was sentenced to life in prison for his part in the crime which he was already already serving so bye bye (laughs) and Katrina was sentenced to life without parole as well damn Mm -hmm. you got that you got what you you probably didn't think you was gonna get all that time and did why would you not? I mean, I guess she was probably like, I had nothing to do yeah, with like, it. I, just... I just told him that, you know, my mom was being abused or something like that. I feel like even if that's true, mm-hmm. don't tell no man in prison that. And don't be like, she's trying to look for a way out. She knew what she was doing. Right. Like, I'm not even giving her none of that. Like, this is your man and you want to. No, you knew exactly who you were going to to tell the information. Yeah. He got life in prison again. He don't give a damn. No. He's already serving one. Right. But you didn't think you was going to get it. That's that's T. Without parole. That's what the T is. That's what the T is. Right. But mm-hmm. bye, Katrina. Bye. In regards to Angela and Nancy's murder, a $1,000 reward was announced during that 2010 press conference, which is disrespectful as fuck, in my opinion. What is $1,000, $500 per person? That ain't shit. That's the value you put on finding out who did this to these women. And it has remained unclaimed because the case has been cold for 13 years. Wow. Yep. In 2023, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp said he would be investing $5 million into funding a new cold case unit within the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. And he signed into law the Coleman Baker Act that allowed families of homicide victims to ask law enforcement to look back into unsolved cases. Period. I thought that was their right. 
but I'm glad that it's like set in stone. Yeah. yeah. Put and on now pen they and have paper. The budget to right. do so. Exactly. And you can't just turn these people away and be like, you know, I told you no. We've yeah. already looked at it and nothing has come of it. Yeah. Either way, I'm glad that the families, you know, have the option of requesting a second look. Yeah. And sure. I know that feeling of hope is so important. And with the advances in technology and like forensic testing, this could really help. This could be beneficial. I'm telling you. Solve these cases. I pray that Nancy and Angela get some type of closure. Yeah. Or at least their families do. Yeah. Because it could have been Travis. Probably was. Why'd y'all let him go? You didn't even let us know what was going on in that case. So, yeah. Somebody needs to look into that. Yeah. So, what do we know about the murders of Nancy and Angela? We know that the girls were last seen with two men that were subsequently cleared of the involvement. Right. Which I already need us to pause right there. We need to take a a second look. And I'm saying that because I don't know what cleared them. Right. Did they say, oh, we didn't do it? And were they really the men in the car? That's the thing. Because how were they able to verify that these were exactly the men? But they had the conversation. I guess the men did say, hey, that was us. Because it's public knowledge that they did find the men that were in that surveillance video Mm -hmm. at 1220. Mm. So... Who knows? I'm, I'm sure they wouldn't lie and say, oh, yeah, that was me, you know, but I didn't kill her. But like they were literally dead an hour and 40 minutes later. They were found they at were 2 a.m. So it's 2:30. like, thank you. So mm-hmm. between that time, who's jumping back in the car? Who's dealing with Nancy and Angela? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like these are questions I would have to ask. Yep. We also know that police felt the girls were killed by two men because they were both taken into the woods. But in my opinion, mm. I think. They got the two men part from the video footage and just assumed that since the girls were seen with multiple people, that multiple people were involved. Right. But let's be real. Like if one person, let's say Travis, held Nancy and Angela at gunpoint and told them to get out of the car and walk into the woods, they more than likely would have done it. For sure. It doesn't take two to do what was done. No, absolutely not. And you shot them execution style in the back of the head. So exactly. It really doesn't take two people to sit there. No, we saw we had a case where one man. Yes. Killed multiple like four or people, five people in, in the, the field. Same way. Yes, exactly. God, that's I, I think it still was two people. I think it was Reginald and Jonathan Carr is oh. who we were talking about. Yeah. Stuck with me. Um, crazy. But I think one of them Did because the because they took them in separate cars. Oh, you're right. They drove them right. in separate cars in that. And it was like five people. It was a lot of people. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Rest in peace to them. If I'm you haven't listened to the Reginald shivers. and Jonathan Carter case, you got to go listen to it. I don't know what episode it was. Shit. It could very well be on Patreon only. So. I was about to say, it might be archived. Hunt it down. that was a long time ago. Hunt it down. It's mm. out there somewhere. So, yeah. He could have shot them on his own. And then he got back in Nancy's car and easily abandoned it. Or, like, picked up somebody along the way. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But Who knows? Who knows? Either way, they could have definitely been killed by one person. For sure. Agreed. And then we also know that the girls are more than likely killed between 12 a.m., well, 12, 20 a.m. and 2.30 because the two men that police saw in the video footage from the grocery store said that they were with the girls at 12.20. Mm. So they did verify that in that video video footage, Mm -hmm. Nancy and Angela were in the car. Okay. Per what they claim. Okay. If we're believing them. Okay. So between that time, they had to either get with a whole bunch of different other people or a person right. mm-hmm. and drop those dudes off mm-hmm. wherever they were going. Right. 
and maybe that person was the one who murdered them. Yeah. Or maybe those two boys know something. We don't know. Maybe those two are just being their alibi for each other because if both of them are saying, hey, she dropped us off here after this, you know. Where can you go from that? Where can you go from that? What questions do you ask? Who else do you ask to verify that? Yeah. Because they could have easily been the people that took their lives and said, this is what we're going to say. We're going to get rid of the car. We're going to go here. And not too much can be proven after that. Yeah, it's true. I also found that police had apparently found a baseball cap in or around Nancy's abandoned car and pulled a DNA profile from it. Mm. But it didn't match anyone in the system at the time. Mm. So maybe with retesting, they can get a match. Whoa. I am almost positive they didn't test the guys that they questioned, those anonymous two men in the car. I don't know because Travis kept toying with the justice system and getting away with shit. Maybe he didn't even have a profile in the system to be tested. I don't believe that. Right. I think that I was just going to say, if we are betting on Travis having his DNA in the system Mm -hmm. because he had a full rap sheet, Mm -hmm. then maybe that Travis didn't do it. Yeah. Because it had to have been in there. They had to have found some way to test his DNA. Yeah, for sure. But we will likely, possibly, hopefully we will know. But as of right now, 2023, we don't. Wow. In 2015, Richmond County Sheriff's Sergeant Brandon Beckman said about the case, quote, they were young and it was two females. That doesn't happen often. Usually when females are involved, it's some sort of domestic. But that doesn't appear to be the case here. We've had several leads on it, but it's led to nothing solid. Damn. Damn, damn. These girls were not sexually assaulted. Nope. Just killed. Just killed. Together. We We don't even know if they were like kidnapped you know, carjacked and taken somewhere. No. Especially with the car being found so close to where their bodies were found. Yeah. I feel like it had to be somebody that they knew. Had it to had to be somebody that they knew. And the point was to kill them yeah. and then fuck off and go about their way. Agreed. Agreed. So well, who freaking did it? Nancy and Angela, what did you guys know? What did you guys see? What happened? Like, I need a medium to reach out to them and tell us. I just feel like, honestly, like somebody knows something and they need to come forward. Yes. I don't care if it's somebody at the gas station. You felt like someone was fishy. Like, yep. I just feel like maybe there was tension between Nancy and Angela and somebody that they knew. Yeah. Somebody needs to speak up. Yeah. But for me, from my point of view, it's giving Travis had something to do with it because and that's mostly based off of the issues that the vague idea of issues that we know that he was having with, with Nancy. Nancy at the time. And then with her being underage, like 17, I know she's about to be 18, but we don't know how long their relationship was going on. Yeah. But Maybe is, he felt like he was going to get in some type of trouble. Is he that much of a nut to take out his cousin too? You know, like what did they do? What did they see? What did they know? Mm-hmm. If Travis was the one to do it. Great question. I don't know. Their case is being featured on Investigation Discovery's Thanksgiving Murders and aired Friday, November 17th, 2023. So literally like just came out seven, nine days ago. So please go watch it. And if you know anything about their case, reach out to the Richmond County Sheriff's Office in Augusta, Georgia. And the contact number is 404-244-2600. Again, 404-244-2600. Period. This is live action, y'all. This is happening now. They want answers now. If you know anything, even if it's small, just call. Yeah. Even if it's small, just Just call. call. 
So rest in peace to Angela, rest in peace to Nancy, rest in peace to Charles, and rest in peace to Michael. Yeah. For people that lost their lives in connection to this piece of shit, Travis. And Travis, I'm sure you are in hell because hell is hot and ready like Little Caesar's Pizza for people just like you. Travis, if you wasn't able to say a prayer before you took some folks out, Lord. I know my God is an awesome God, but. I don't know what to tell you, Travis. You may not have a relationship, so we don't know. We'll see. Um, I won't see, but. For all of us listening, like, let's just ponder the idea of living our lives like there's one after, you know, like <laughs> there's something to come once we die. Do we I want to figure out, like, you know, what, how we're going to live that life mm-hmm. when it comes mm-hmm. or if not, don't worry about it. Live today yeah. like it's your last. I was about to say some of you may want to. Some, some of you, you may not. not. It's up to you. Mm-hmm. Y'all grow. We love you regardless. Period. So we ain't got heaven or hell to put your ass in. Nope. So although you be saying people going to hell a lot. Well, I do be thinking that. Mm-hmm. So I'll say I think you're going to hell instead of you're going. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's the only change I can <laughs> I can make. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Happy belated Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, a little bit of what tea before we go is oh my gosh, I was featured in a documentary about. Jeffrey Dahmer and Christopher Scarver, the guy that we talked about on the show that ended up taking Jeffrey's life in jail. Y'all. And it was cute. I was pregnant as hell. I was like seven months pregnant. She was so cute. And it was a vibe. It was fun. It was like the fourth one that I had done this year. So I've done three more interviews like that for other shows. They haven't been released yet, but I'll let you guys know. And if you... (laughs) If you want to watch the one that I was featured in just recently, it is on Tubi. Don't even fucking play, bitch. Because Tubi was really serving. Y'all, it was on Tubi. It was lit. The artwork. I mean, the actual intro. Everything was completely beautiful. Well put together. They were telling me things about Christopher Scarver. I never even know. I'm pretty sure we did the case. So, (laughs) I was genuinely, like, so proud of our good sis. Mm -hmm. Like... Your appearance was amazing. Oh, okay. And I just am really proud of her. And I think we should all be very proud of her. And based off of the comments, we really freaking are. Yeah, okay? I love you guys. Black true crime until we die. Go on about our business. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but shout out to Kayla. Go about our business. Period. Shout out to Kayla and all her hard work. Yes. And if you guys want to watch it, uh, I will put the descri- or the link to watch it in the description of this episode thank you so much in advance for your support if it wasn't without literally without you guys i wouldn't have even had anyone hit me up and be like yo you did a show and this it's is great true. and we want you to be on ours this so, is so true thank you guys we all win together i'm very appreciative and yeah speaking of being appreciative i would be highly appreciative if you enjoy the show at all to leave us a five-star rating on apple Podcasts, spotify mm-hmm. and even facebook It really, really helps the show grow. And as always, before we go, be Be safe, safe, protect protect your peace, and and protect protect your space. So So we we don't don't have to cover your case. case. Period, fam. Pa, 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 pa. Bye. Love you. Bye. 
Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can stream all of our episodes on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even Facebook. It's the best way to help the show grow, and it's completely free. For bonus content, you can find us on Patreon. And for more information about the show, you can visit BlackTrueCrime.com. See you next time.